The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Miller Lite, and Hulu. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a playoff edition of Bears All Access. Here from PNC Studios at Hallis Hall, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. We're brought to you by IGS Energy, and the stage is set for wildcard playoff football, NFC style at Soldier Field. You can hear the game on our flagship station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, starting with a 12.30 pregame at a 3.40 kickoff. And Tom Thayer, your level of excitement's got to be off the charts. It is. It's off the charts because, again, at the, we were just talking in the room here. Before the season has ever started, I don't think anybody expected the Bears to be in the playoffs. When you think about what was going on up at Green Bay, you think of what was happening in Minnesota, going, wow, what are the chances the Bears would be in the playoffs? You just want to see a winning record. You want to see the culture turned around. You want to see this things change. It's changed in a big way. And I think that's what's so exciting about everybody. When I drive around the city, I see every guy unloading trucks, walking around the street. They got all their bears clothes out. And I think it's super exciting for the city, and it's just as exciting for me and you. So it's a big stage. No doubt about it. Defending champions, Philadelphia Eagles coming into town. But the Bears have been on big stages this year. From week one against Green Bay, they went in there, got aggressive, did not finish the job. The return matchup at Soldier Field, they finished the job. They hosted Minnesota on a national TV game, finished the job. They did so against Seattle. They did so against the L.A. Rams, and they went back to Minnesota in a big game, as it turns out. Big game because they were going for the win, and they finished the job there, too. So this is not too big for this young team. Yeah, the intensity is going to be up, but I think they've played at a high level all year. I don't know how they're going to be in the beginning of the game. Will they be too jittery? Will they be too jacked up? Those are the unknowns. Those are the intangibles of evaluating playoff football. But I definitely think their feet will hit the ground at some point. Well, I think they're walking into this game with confidence. Because I went back the other day and I was watching the game against the Philadelphia Eagles last year between the Bears and the Eagles, and it was not a pretty sight. I was intimidated by the way that they played against the Bears. But I don't think there's any similarities between that team I was watching from last year and where they're at this year. I think when I listen to Matt Nagy at the podium, when I listen to the coordinators at the podium, and even the players, they have a certain sense of confidence because they're prepared so efficiently. When they go through their practice, they understand that this is the way things are going to happen in the game, and they have to practice them. They have to get better at them. They have to understand the timing. And so... I, I think it's the preparedness of this team that gives these guys a lot of confidence going into what any, any stage that you describe this year. I got another word for you because it's one you keep hearing about, belief. Yeah. They believe. They believe in their coaches. They believe in each other. Uh, this is a selfless room. It's not just lip service. These guys really have embraced it. Uh, no one's asking for the football. No one's saying they're not getting enough of this or enough of that. Uh, and the guy that's uh, probably the biggest in that regard is the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. But I believe, too. You know, Mitch Trubisky's got to believe because he's the he's the, the stir that's – you know the stir that straws straw. the pot, the straw that stirs the pot. You know, so Mitchell Trubisky, he's got to be all in, and he is. And the way it's spilled over to his teammates, and how that he's been threatening against his opponent, the way that he's willing to run the ball, and how effective he can be, the way he's um, being able to scramble with his eyes downfield and find these scramble targets. But you know, you talk about 
belief. It's, it's a belief that is spilled over to that stadium. Because when you talk about the atmosphere in Soldier Field the last couple times we've been in there, when is the last time we've seen awesome. it that exciting? So when you talk about belief, Jeff, it's not only the, the, the roster up there, it's, it's, it's all of us. But this Eagles team is uh, somebody not to mess around with, no question about it. We'll get into that with Tom. And Roquan Smith, the rookie linebacker who had an outstanding year, has great, great potential, great future coming up. He'll join the program as well. Paul Zerang, our engineer here at Alice Hall, and Dan Burley helping us out as well. This Eagles team has won five of the last six. Nick Foles has been in charge of four of those wins at quarterback for the injured Carson Wentz. The defense has had problems on the back end with injuries. But they're now gelling a little bit with who they have back there. The front is amazing. The offensive line, significant. And so is Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey at receiver and tight end. Essentially another receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He had 116 catches this year. How do you break it down a little bit? You know, it's all by the eyes of um, their coach. You know, because the way – Doug is not afraid to call a lot of passes, and he's got the weapons to call it. And I think that's the threatening thing about him is the fact that you have a great co- uh, coach-quarterback relationship there just like you do here. But I think Doug Peterson, he's got a, a, a certain courage about him when he's calling the plays that he's not thinking about what possibly – can't happen. He's only thinking about what's going to happen. All right, we're going to take our first break. Again, Roquan Smith, the Bears rookie linebacker, to join the program. This is Bears All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score from PNC Studios at Hallisaw. Now joined by rookie linebacker Roquan Smith. How you doing, man? Doing very well. Thanks for taking the time in, in the busiest of times. Playoff ready football, right? How, does that sink into you yet? First uh, year. I think it's pretty awesome, to say the least, you know, going to the playoffs our first year uh, and being drafted where I was drafted. Most teams don't get to the playoffs, but it's, it's definitely uh, it's pretty awesome. Did you see it coming? As the season went on, did you see it coming? Oh, yeah, I definitely seen it coming. I seen it coming when I got drafted here. I seen, like, all the pieces that we had on defense prior to me even coming, ever coming, and then on the offense, bringing all the guys in in the offseason, and then second-year Trubisky, things like that. So I definitely seen it coming. All right, before Jeff gets too serious, i got to backtrack <laughs> just a second. So I went to Notre Dame, you went to Georgia. Notre Dame got beat, Georgia got beat by Texas. Were you one of those Georgia guys complaining about Notre Dame being in that the four-team tournament? before because I there's a lot of Georgia people out there complaining about it. Was Roquan one of them? Uh, Roquan was not the one to tweet about it and whatnot, but I definitely <laughs> thought it could have been a better game. <laughs> well, what happened against Texas? Well, I think it was more so of, uh, well, Texas won, so credit to Texas, but I think it was more so like the guys seen the outcome of the, uh, those, the playoff games and it was like, man, we should have been in there. So I felt like they kind of just relaxed a little bit in a sense. Right. As players, do you have opinions on what the college football playoff should be in the future? Uh, I like it the way it is, to you be do? perfectly honest. Yeah, the four teams, I think the four best teams, I like it that way. What about the guys that sit out bowl games? I don't know if we've ever had a chance to talk about this. What, what's your thinking now that you're at this side of your career leading up to it before? What was your thinking of, about the whole playing a bowl game or not if you're a star on your team? Uh, well, definitely last year because we was competing for a national title, right. but I see from some guys' standpoint of if they're not, if they're like in just a 
regular, you know, not so much bowl game and don't doesn't really mean anything for the university. And if they like a for sure lock first round pick, you know, there's a lot you're putting on the line. But I feel like if you're a second round pick or anything like that, if it was me, I would person I would play right. in it. But if I was in the playoffs, I've, if I'm top ten, whatever I'm playing. Bears inside linebacker Roquan Smith here with us on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, when you think about you know, your season and your first snap getting a sack and how you slowly but surely worked your way into the starting lineup and be- became a big factor here, how, how much growth have you personally experienced beyond the cliche, and it's not a cliche because the game does slow down, deeper you get into your career and certainly deeper in your first season. But how much growth do you personally feel you've had this year? Oh, man, can't really put it into words how much growth I feel. Because, like, from when the first beginning of the season, things just was going really fast, and I'm trying to still get acclimated, uh, trying to get myself into shape. And so there were so many things on my plate. But, like, I felt like each and every game I gained something. I kept gaining games and games. And I still feel like I'm doing the same thing, but it's definitely little smaller things right now as we've gotten deeper into the season. How has it been for you anticipating your blitz? Because you talk about the, you get a sack in the Green Bay game to start the season. So then they start calling identified blitzes for you. How do you hide the anxiousness? How do you deal with when you can not hear the snap count if you're playing at home or if you can hear the snap count and you're on the road? How does all that filter in when you break the huddle and you go, man, I'm, I'm – I'm bringing it here. Uh, I think it goes in. It changes week in and week out depending on the snap count from the team, and then there are certain mannerisms that the quarterback gives off. So I think all of those things come in, uh, come up, and you have to take all of those things into consideration. How about the time you – I mean, the second Green Bay game, you were running a blitz, but Khalil ended up getting the sack because of it because there was so much indecisiveness by the left tackle on who to block. And it's I think it's a key element that you don't show it too quick because there's a lot, a lot of smart offensive – up there if they start reading your balance or your anticipation those are some of the things that you almost have to protect yourself from absolutely I just uh pride myself on not showing my cards so if I don't have to show my cards I definitely won't 122 tackles five sacks and one interception what when you think of back in this year what did you miss most individual tackles did you have a sack there you could have got or maybe was there an interception you think if you were a fingertip faster you would have got Oh, well, I felt like uh, early in the year I missed a few tackles, so just getting those back, you know, uh, when I was still knocking the rust off, no excuse at all. But I was missing a couple tackles early in the year, so I definitely it, – it would be those. How about those crossing routes in the NFL, man? Those are those are tough to deal with, aren't they, for a linebacker? Because teams were doing that a lot, you know, probably testing, you know, the defense out a lot and testing a rookie. Absolutely. You you definitely expect that as a rookie linebacker. And then, you know, they expect a receiver on a the linebacker. They expect that as a mismatch. So, um, yeah, you definitely have to work well, hard towards that. You've surprised a few of them, though, because you can run with wide receivers. Absolutely. Right? So that's the one thing that, you know, when I went back and watched your tape at Georgia, I was just stunned. I was stunned at the ability to go all the way to the end zone with guys. And uh, that that's such a great quality to have with, with – Teams, you know, want to get rid of the ball quick. They're going to use those intermediate routes. Um, 
have you made subtle adjustments in your technique to defend those plays? I definitely do. I think, and that uh, goes more to my base and, uh, like, playing with leverage. So uh, playing a little lower because I've seen at some points I was I, I would get higher uh, in my breaks. And so the transition easier out uh, when, with the lower base, it makes things a lot, of, lot easier. You know, Danny Trevathan said in an article, he can feel your speed when he plays next year. It's a heck of a compliment because Danny can run now. Do you ever have find yourself where you almost have to – control your speed because with RPOs or the different offenses you face, you don't want to run yourself out of position and you want to make sure you stay in proper position against the blocker you're facing. So are you, do you have to control your speed more? Uh, yeah, you definitely have to keep that in the back of your mind, but not while not letting it slow you down at the same time, just keeping leverage on uh, whatever whatever your uh, job is for that particular play and then just following through and not getting ahead of the play and just more so just tracking things. Roquan Smith, our guest here on Bears All Access. We're going to step away for a break. We'll have more for you as we break down the Bears and Eagles Wild Card Weekend coming to Soldier Field on Sunday. For Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Jonigak. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This Sunday's game is brought to you by the Bears Premier Playoff Partners, Advocate Healthcare, CDW, PNC, and Verizon here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 Score. Bears All Access coming to you from PNC Studios at Hattlesaw. So pleased to be joined by the rookie linebacker, Roquan Smith. Heck, you're not a rookie anymore. Forget about it. You, you are a starter on a defense that has blown people's doors off in every way. You know, you think, Tom, about the different things this defense has really done to offense. It's not just one thing. And that, to me separates this defense you have pressure but you're also taking the ball away significantly you're shutting down the run completely guys are playing fast and they're tackling everywhere across the board I look at Adrian Amos for example unwritten story this year just how physical he's playing hitting guys you guys are in the right place at the right time so it's everything and an offense has to look at the whole package here and know that you guys are dangerous at every different level do you agree with that i absolutely agree with that because like you know we obviously uh have great d linemen you know exceptional outside linebackers two uh pretty solid inside linebackers as well and then you know pretty good guys on the outside as well and then on the back end eddie jackson amos those guys so i think it's a it's a it's a really good group. What's what's the perfect matchup? Because you guys have been so limiting to yards after the catch. And it seems like every time an opponent comes in, you talk about, wow, statistically looking at them, their yards after catch, you know, is one of the biggest assets of their game. But you guys seem to control that. Is it because you know the defense is so well, the defensive scheme so well, or is it that you know the offense so well that you guys are in more efficient place uh, earlier uh, I would say it's a uh, it's a little bit of uh, all of those and then I think it's uh, running to the ball as well like we when a guy catches the ball if the ball's out of the quarterback hand there's 11 guys chasing the ball so I think that definitely help helps eliminate uh, yards after uh, the catch you know I mentioned Danny Trevathan he says sometimes he can feel your speed out there and then he's also said that you guys aren't on a competition you guys want to play well together and that kind of that says a lot about Danny because you are the young guy he's got Super Bowl experience and you guys can help each other if if you are not competitive, but you're playing well together. Do you believe that? I absolutely believe that. Uh, each and every day we come out to practice, uh, he's just like, hey, just need your best today. And, you know, and I, I say the same thing to him. So it's more so like we just demanding the best out of each other and just want the best for each other regardless who has a great game. And we just try to uh, motivate each other. If, like, one, have a bad play or something like that, just, like, wash it and things like that. So he definitely helped me out, uh, especially early on when I was, you know, I have a bad play here or there. Have you had a haunting mental? Area yet? 
because we all have them. I mean, you're not going to be exempt from it. It's either going to come now <laughs> or later in your career. Have you had one from your rookie year that you, you know you kind of play it over in your head and you go, I know this will never happen again? Well, I wouldn't say it was abs- actually a mental. I would say it was more so like a, a little physical. Well, it could have been mental, uh, however you put it, but – on uh, the first time we played Minnesota, when Diggs uh, caught a little crosser right before halftime, and I like completely missed it, and like I wrapped him up, but like he ducked under, and then he ganged like 40 yards after that, and mm-hmm. then luckily, play later, uh, Andrew and Amos caught an interception, right. so that kind of washed it away. But <laughs> <laughs> when when you watch tape of it, what is your correction? You know, because our offensive line coach Dick Stanfield said, "Hey, I can coach you so much, but you have to start coaching yourself." So when you go back and you watch a play like that, what do you tell yourself about? the next go around or I got to be more in a broken a, a fundamental tackling position. I w- that's what I was told my that's what I tell myself I need to be more in like a fundamental tackling position uh when I see him like that and I need to be lower in my stance and just explode through more so than just trying to, you know, wipe right. him slightly. Are there things you could get away with at the college game because everybody's not a star here in the league you, you earn your way you're an impact player. Uh, that you can't get away with at this level? I would definitely say, I would say sometimes um, in college you can get the guys with like the shoe screen tackles and different things like that, whereas on this level you have to make sure you wrap up because if you don't wrap up you'll be in for a long haul. How about these tight ends in this game nowadays? I mean, you look at what uh, you know George Kittle can do now, uh, what Gronk, he, he didn't get to play against the Bears, but uh, and now you're going to face you know another outstanding, almost wide receiver type of tight end in Zach Ertz. Just a uh, what they're capable of doing with their speed and physicality and what you guys have to do. It's, it's, it's not just one guy. It's not a safety. It's not a linebacker. It's everybody, you know, even bumping them a little bit to get them off their rhythm. It's, it's a whole project now with tight ends, isn't it? I would definitely have to agree with you. And the guys, you know, they're like, you know, huge. So, you know, they're normally like six, three and taller, 245 or more, and, you know, create mismatches on the outside uh, and run great routes and uh, can overpower some DBs and different things like that. So, but I think it just gets back to more of trusting your technique and then going in and trusting your technique each and every play and, you know, bringing your best. You know, a couple guys you had to be excited for last week, Javon Wims and Nick Kwiatkowski. Nick, making that was a big catch in that two-point conversion that he made because you see it, you run in practice, yeah, it's a limited speed, but now you know you're going to get hit right in the chest as soon as you make the catch. It had to be fun to see a fellow linebacker go out there on the opposite side and, and make some points for you. Absolutely. I was extremely happy for Nick, uh, and we definitely expressed that on his way uh, coming off the field, jumping on him, hot five and, and different things like that. And for Javon, uh been seeing him do it uh, all year long. So the guy's, the guy's a great player. Been seeing him doing it at Georgia. All, and so for him to just step up when his number was called like that, that was pretty awesome and happy for him. Right. I, I was excited that um, Mitchell Trubisky, he went to Kevin White. He went to Javon Wims. Here's these guys an opportunity to play late in the season with injuries and stuff. But it seems like every time Javon's gotten on the field, he's capitalized on his, on his opportunity. And I think for and that. And those were trust, trust throws, yeah. too, you know. First down, yeah. first down catches. And I think the best is yet to come out of a, a young guy like Javon. I would have to. Well, you see him more than you know from Georgia. You see him more than we. Yes, I've seen him for a little while, and now I see him uh, here with uh, us here now. So it's it's pretty sweet. Roquan Smith with us here in our remaining moments in this uh, segment of Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. With a guy like Wims, uh, I'm certain nobody's patient. They want to get on the field, but has he been? Has he? Is it hard for a guy like he knows he can 
bring something and bring an element to the offense, but it's got to wait his turn a little bit. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that trusts the process, and uh, he's more so not just waiting on his opportunity, but preparing for his opportunity day in and day out, week in and week out. And uh, he challenges himself each and every day he goes out to practice. So when a guy like a guy does that each and every week, good things normally happen. All right, let's take another break. Jeff and Tom with you with Roquan Smith here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Escape the cold and head to the Ryu Palace, Costa Mujeres in Cancun with your favorite Bears players, including Prince Mukamara, Cody Whitehair, and Roquan Smith. Inside the Bears, hosts Lauren Screeden and Anthony Adams will also be on the journey. Visit applevacations.com slash bears to book today. Oh, that will feel good after this uh, season, after this run, huh? Because you haven't had a second to take a breath, have you? Absolutely not. So I'm <laughs> definitely uh, looking forward to it after the season. Have you been able to now, after you, as you said at the start of the program at the outset, now that you had time to, as you say, get in shape you know, early in the season, get adjusted to the speed a little bit, get to know your teammates, get to know – uh, all the intricacies of Vic Fangio's defense and your responsibilities and the responsibility of the ton of the guys to now be yourself, be the player you envisioned you'd be when you got to the NFL. Absolutely. I feel like uh, it definitely has been a road, uh, but I, I've trusted it all along and then, uh, you know, had to support all my guys. So uh, that's definitely huge when you transition into like a new new area in your life. So I definitely feel great about it. It's hard for a lot of people to understand what you've been through since the beginning of your college season last year. <laughs> and you won't end until the end of this football season this year. A lot of times we hear more about the, how the quarterback, how the things start to slow down for them when they repetitious, repetitiously do things or they get to see defenses. Is the same true for a linebacker? Do I don't know what the slowing down process would be for you, learning, understanding the call out of the huddle, or just watching offensive formations in front of you. Does it slow down for a defensive player? I definitely feel like it slows down for a defensive player because at, at moments there's only like some things this offense, like at the film, so much of film study, you can realize, okay, out of this formation, offense can only do a couple things. So you put those couple things in your head, and then it's pretty much you just read and react after that. So I definitely feel like things have slowed down throughout. Do you feel that you need to take advantage of the technology on the sidelines of games, or do you just kind of like to think about the last series you came out of and let's talk about adjustments for the next one, or do you like looking at the plays you just ran? Well, it all depends if I felt like I could have done something better or coach felt like I could have done something better or if it got someone else, I'll try to take a look at it so make sure they don't get me if that comes around to me next time. Roquan Smith, our guest here on Bears All Access. Jeff and Tom with you on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Matt Nagy is very open. So if a guy has something to say, something in terms of a play or an idea, boom, you can go to him offensively or I'm sure the whole team in general. But is Vic Fangio like that? Do you do you say, hey, Vic, have we thought about this? <laughs> I mean, that may not be that 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 may not be who he is, but I don't know because he doesn't really tell us. Is he that kind of open-minded guy? Have you come up with ideas as a as a group, or do you see things that you share with him? Uh, if I see something, I, I was sharing with him, but I don't I don't come up and try to say, "Hey, Vic, have you thought about doing this?" <laughs> He's the Godfather. Yeah, that might be bad news. Bad news. Bad. That might Absolutely. be bad. I don't know what the reaction might be. Oh my goodness! But it, you know, uh, in terms of his seriousness, certainly uh, it, it it appears that way. And, and Tom and I have had many conversations with him, and, and he is who he is. But in meetings, 
How would you explain him? How would you characterize him in actual meetings, showing you tape, coming up with a game plan? I would say extremely focused. Uh, he's one of those guys. And, uh, you know, like he, there's a time for joking around, and then there's a time for business. And I would say he's business. Uh, and then just uh, try to put you in the best position to succeed. Hey, um, a lot of us from the outside, and being an old has-been football player in the modern-day guys, <laughs> this dancing thing. Did you dance in college <laughs> and – have you have you danced more in the locker room this season than you have up you know throughout your career up until this point? I would definitely say so because like in college, high school, I never danced. So like this year with club <laughs> dub dancing in there, as well as on the field at the touchdown celebration. So I, I haven't danced like this in a while. It's it's got to be a great deal of fun because you know you're in a room with your closest peers at this time in your life, and to see everybody getting involved. It's got to be fun to know that as soon as you leave a field that you just won, that you're going to go into an atmosphere that's a lot of us haven't seen in our life or in our careers. Yeah, it's definitely pretty special. Uh, sorry, most people have to mix out, miss <laughs> out on it, but it's definitely uh, special. Well, we could talk to Tariq. Yeah. He's in charge of the VIPs. <laughs> I, I, ask, I, I ask everybody, have you seen anybody dance that should never dance again? Uh, I would probably have to say myself. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm come bad. on. I don't, I don't buy that. Oh, man. Well, hey, you know, it's, uh, it's called self-scouting. Yeah. Right? You have to self-scout. Be honest with yourself. That's the first step in the honesty process. Look yourself in the mirror and see where you're at on that. Uh, I highly doubt it, though. There's some guys in there that I would say, you know. But, you know, it, it has the feel of a college atmosphere a little bit. You know, and, and I think it's befitting of a young team and a young coach. She's not that far removed from all of this. And uh, it's under the title of BU. You know, he wants you guys to be this way. He has emphasized it for himself. He's got it on his play sheet, BU, in bold letters. Do you appreciate how he's gone about his business as a head coach and in the game knows you guys must know you're always going to be aggressive? Absolutely. I love that about him uh, saying be you because everyone gets to express their own personality. And I feel like when each and every individual is being themselves, uh, it just brings out the best in each and every one around them. And I really think these last two draft classes, you guys came in positive and came in believing that you guys were going to be a part of the big change. And that started with Mitch's class. I really believe that. And now with your class, like Akeem Hicks paid you guys the best compliment, all you guys, James Dan, you know, these, these are really well-adjusted rookies. Like they get it. It's not, nothing's too big for you guys. You know your draft class. You guys are tight. Would, would you agree with that? I definitely would agree with that. And I, I would give credit to the guys upstairs, like putting a class together like this, a lot of level-headed guys that came in, not just like got really good on the football field, but guys that are good off the field as well. So I definitely think that's pretty great, good. It's like a puzzle in that locker room, no doubt about it. Roquan Smith, one more segment coming up here on Bears All Access. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Special thanks to Roquan Smith, the Bears inside linebacker, for joining us tonight on Bears All Access. Ruth's Chris would like you to have this $100 gift card to enjoy at one of their Chicagoland area steakhouses. Ruth's Chris, this is how it's done. This is procedural. Tom has to open it up and look at it just to make sure he's not missing something or all the I's and T's are dotted. Is it proper? Is it good? It is. I just, it's good to go? I just think of the $100 worth of steak that I, I hope Roquan eats that I eat. You steak guy? You like it? I love steak. There you go. Well, you'll enjoy that, that's for sure. We do appreciate you taking the time uh, because, you know, uh, Matt Nagy's talked about it uh, consistently every week, you know, 
don't change. This is how you prepare. Prepare the same way this week. But there's a lot more media. There's a lot more stuff going on, and you could easily drift into that. He even admitted that uh, today that, you know, it's, it's you fight that with yourself, you know, that you have to do more to get ready for the same game you're playing. Really, from a mental standpoint, and you played in big bowl games and national championship for crying out loud when it is one and done. And, Tom, you know, the mental part of it is really the most significant, to understand what you're about to go into. Yeah, but, you know, I, th- I think in Roquan's case and all the rookies' case, it's a little bit different because the veterans have – they've already been through this and they understand what the uh, NFL season entails. You know, for a guy like yourself, Roquan, there had to be as much mental stress on you when you were sitting out training camp as physical stress that you go through every day in practice. Does it seem long to you right now? Are you mentally fresh? Or where do you feel that you're at? Because we hear so much about – the rookie wall, and, and everybody faces that one time in their year career. But your rookie year has been a little bit of, a little unique because of the just the mental stress that you go through when you're going through a business decision. Absolutely, and I would say I'm like riding a fine line right now. <laughs> 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 I, I've yet to see the rookie wall, so I feel fresh and I, I feel I feel great. So um, I don't know if it was from like. I don't really know what it's from, but like I'm, I'm feeling great and I'm, I'm, I'm extremely well, your, happy. Your practice schedule is sem- uh, sensible. Your the food op- opportunities for you on a daily basis is second to none. The facility is great, so everything that's asked of you is rewarded back to you in the facility and in the way that Matt Nagy is getting you guys prepared. So it's kind of nice. It's like being in a college atmosphere with no classes, except four hours a day of meetings. <laughs> What's Danny like? I would say Danny, he's he's a real cool. I feel like he's cool, calm, and collective. Like he don't say much all the time. He say he say enough, but he don't say too much or anything like that. And just always out. Like he he'll give you his, his last, and he's just always out to help in any way he can, regardless if it's on the field, off the field. Like Danny, he was like when I first got up here. Like Danny, you know, didn't know me from uh, anyone. He was just like I didn't have a car up here at the time or anything. He was just like, yeah, you can borrow uh, my car, uh, man. You can uh, it'll get you around uh, for the hmm. two weeks you're up here and whatnot. And like you know, didn't ask for anything. Like he was saying, yeah, I'll put gas in it for you if you need that because I've yet to sign and things like that. So little things like wow. that speaks major volume and like can't thank the guy enough for, for who he who he is well that makes a that makes a, a first year player feel at ease right welcome into the the family so to speak that's that's not well he, you know brian Erlacher used to do that all the time stuff well, like that. danny knows that he's going to be a better player if roquan's a better player and, and it's that's what he said reading that article about him is we're not in a competition with each other we want to make each other better i feel roquan smith or well, i feel a speed when he runs and i think that's um yeah it says a lot for danny trevathan but he also understands the big picture and this is the big picture you're getting ready to play a playoff game and if if you guys were kind of at odds or weren't in there trying to help each other it would be difficult to on the defense I definitely would have to agree because, like, a divided room never brings much success, and it's hard. But luckily, you know, he's a great guy, you know, and he's always out to help, and uh, I feel the same way about him. So it's definitely great. Uh, So as we we take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles here, what are we looking at offensively? I would say a very experienced offense. You know, you got weapons on the outside in Jeffries, uh, Nelson, uh, 
quarterback, a uh, lot of experience, uh, quick release, uh, make a lot of high percentage throws. So I think, and with a great offensive line, so I think it'll definitely be a challenge for us, but we wouldn't like it any other way. Did you ever watch Darren Sproles play when he was a young guy and maybe you were a young guy through high school and college? Because, you know, he's an interesting guy. He's ca- he's kind of pre-Tariq Cohen, hmm. you know, and he adds a lot of the elements that Tariq does do in offense. And, you know, what do you think about him and how Sproles how special he can be or what he can add to an offense. Yeah, I would definitely say the guy's been doing it for a very long time, and uh, he can split out, get in the backfield, so he can create a lot of mismatches. So he'll definitely uh, present some challenges, but uh, we love it that way, and we're we're very excited. The Montezuma missile will be introducing himself (laughs) to uh, Mr. Darren Sproles. That's uh, Montezuma, Georgia's. Roquan Smith, hey, it's been a pleasure. We've enjoyed you this year. You're a heck of a football player, and the best is yet to come. And uh, go have fun on Sunday, man. These 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 things don't always show up on the radar, so it'll be fun to watch you guys play as a team. You guys have earned every bit of it. Absolutely. Thank Roquan you, Roquan Smith, our guest here on Bears All Access. For Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks to Dan Barilli, Paul Zeranger, engineer, and all you at home for listening. For Roquan Smith, Jeff and Tom, Have a great night, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, Athletico Physical Therapy, and Ford. 